Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Want to play in the very same place as Chance the Rapper, Taylor Swift, Yo-Yo Ma, or Mitski? If you're an unsigned musician, you could play at NPR Music's famous Tiny Desk. Just submit a video to the Tiny Desk Contest, find out more, and see the official rules at npr.org slash tinydeskcontest. It's All Songs Considered. I am Bob Boylan. Hello, Robin Hilton. Hello, Bob. Happy Valentine's Day. We're together for Valentine's Day. I know. Spoon me, man. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's, uh, a, it's a it's a Valentine's Day tradition here at All Songs Considered. <laughs> the show just began and ended <laughs> in the very same moment. Well, what are we doing for Valentine's Day so, this year? So yeah, you know, we asked musicians that we love to tell us the love song they wish they had written. And you know, there there've got to be a billion of them out there, right? Every everyone, especially a musician, hears a song and they think, "Man, that is so good. I wish I wrote that." And one of the artists we reached out to is uh, singer Mackenzie Scott, who uh, writes and records as Torres, asked her if there was a love song that she wished she'd written. And she picked Hounds of Love by Kate Bush from the record Hounds of Love. And I was so surprised and thrilled to, to hear her pick this one because I love this song, too. Here's Mackenzie telling us about it. The record was released in September 1985. Maybe my favorite album of all time. I'm going to give it a top three. The feeling that that song gives me is indescribable. It makes me feel like I'm flying, actually. If I could ever give that feeling to somebody else with a song that I'd written and performed, I would call it success. It's in the trees. It's coming. When I was a child, Man, 
that I listened to this record over and over and over and over and over again in high school. And I love this title cut so much. I'm so glad she picked it. All a song that's kind of about uh, how being in love is something that we often fear. We're afraid of putting ourselves out there. And she talks a lot about running, running away from this, but then, you know, taking a chance anyway. And I love that. It's in the trees. It's coming, that little clip at the beginning, um, which is a, a sample from a movie from the 1950s, a B movie that Kate Bush put at the beginning of that song. And the movie's called Night of the Demon. And it's a, I think it kind of speaks to the, to the theme of fear and this thing coming for you uh, that you can't really quite entirely understand. Hounds of Love, Kate Bush, Torres picked that one. Uh, nice air cello on that, Mr. Hillman. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was air celloing and doing the little keyboard of the... I'm assuming that's a sample of her using a sample keyboard anyway. But. Uh, Matt Berninger from The National is our next one. He picked a song that's current. I didn't know where he would go. Uh, he picked a song by Julie Jacklin, the Australian singer and songwriter. And uh, we'll let Matt tell you the story of why he loves this song. Don't know how to keep loving you. This song is a new song. It came up on Spotify, and I didn't know much about this artist, or and I hadn't heard the song before. It's by Julia Jacklin. The album is called Crushing, and the song's called I Don't Know How to Keep Loving You. And I think it was the third line that grabbed me is something about their mothers. It's about I want your. I think it's I want your mother to stay friends with mine. And that was the the line that, like, this song is personal. This is a really a genuine song about somebody. This It's not a love song, of, you know, about love. It's a, a love song about a person. It's not an abstract idea of a love song. It's real. It's so powerful because not only do I genuinely believe how much she really, really did love this person, or does still, but the song goes right at what's so hard about love is... Often we want to love someone the same way we did at the beginning. It's easy to be in love at the, at the beginning, and it's easy. Uh, it's, it's like this song is like the way we were in, in a, in a three-minute song. Somehow she's going at the thing about how it's. she so desperately wants them to love her the way they used to, and she wants to love them the way she used to, but they're different people, and, that's, and they've changed the, because of circumstances or self-discovery or we evolve and if our love doesn't evolve with us and our acceptance and growing and learning of each other doesn't happen it's like a family or a or a band or a partnership or anything like that it has to evolve and move forward and, and it has to grow up and sometimes we get attached to the old versions the simpler versions of what we were and this song is desperately trying to hold on to that but recognizes how that's not gonna work for either of them so it's about the the, the hard part of love and, and those are always the best best love songs julie jacklin i don't know how to keep loving you i 
Matt Berninger. We know him from The National. We know him from Elvi. Uh, picking a Julia Jacklin song, which is really a, quite a wonderful song and a great sound. That record crushing that she put out last year, that was on my top 10 for the year. People should go back and listen to that whole record if you somehow missed it last year. Absolutely. So Valentine's Day, songs that artists wish they had written. We reached out to Perfume Genius, the artist known as Perfume Genius. This is Mike Adreas. Um, we asked him what song he wishes he had uh, written. He picked an older one. This is a cut by Nina Simone called Consummation uh, that came out in 1967 on her record Silk and Soul. And here's Mike of Perfume Genius to tell us a bit about it. The song I want to talk about is called Consummation by Nina Simone. It's just a purely joyous, triumphant love song. There's no longing or melancholy. She says, for thousands of years I roamed the earth in search of you with no sense of sadness or desperation or anything. She's just telling you. She's just telling him, you know. And I want someone to tell me that. I want to be told that. And I want to tell someone else that. And if they can't handle it, then you don't want to be messing with them. That's what love is to me. This is a closing cut to that 1967 album 
uh, Silk and Soul. What a what a song to go out on. I really really appreciate the the notion of as Mike was a perfume genius was saying introducing this just this like there's no, nothing else, no baggage no fear no worry just nothing but pure joy and that feeling that uh, that love can bring and uh, we get so caught up I think in the I don't know just the day-to-day um, stuff in our relationships that we sometimes lose side of that just pure joy and love that brought us together in the first place beautifully put yeah i love it perfume genius picked that one from nina simone to amelia meath of mountain man of sylvanesso she picked a song by dire straits and a love relationship we all may know romeo and juliet hello there this is amelia meath from sylvanesso and mountain man i hope valentine's day isn't hurting your feelings too much this year I am here to talk about love songs, namely a love song that I wish I had written. There are many, but today I'm going to talk to you about Romeo and Juliet by the band Dire Straits, written by Mark Knopfler. There are so many reasons why I love this song, and I could probably talk about it forever, including like how I first heard it and where I was, but I'm not going to do that to you today. Instead, I'm just going to talk about my favorite part. My favorite part is in the first verse how Romeo is struggling to remember a line from a song within the chorus of the song Romeo and Juliet. He keeps on saying, you know the movie song? And then in the second half of the song, Juliet remembers it for him. She remembers the line, there's a place for us, which of course is from the song somewhere from the musical West Side Story, a totally different retelling of Romeo and Juliet. It's like an incredible pop Ouroboros. And I wish I had written it because it basically recreates the process of trying to find the right words for a song in a song that's about the love of songs. Like, holy moly, what did Mark Knopfler do after he wrote this song? If I wrote this song, I think I might have retired right then and there. Said, never mind, I'm hanging it up. I did it. Happy Valentine's Day.
on different streets They both were streets of shame Both dirty, both mean Yes, and the dream was just the same And I dreamed your dream for you And now your dream is real How can you look at me as if I was just another one of your deals When you can fall for chains of silver You can fall for chains of gold You can fall for pretty strangers And the promises they hold You promised me everything You promised me thick and thin, yeah Now you just say, oh, Romeo, yeah You know, I used to have a scene with him Juliet, when we made love You used to cry Said, I love you like the stars above Amelia Meath picking a song by Dire Straits. Never would have thought to reach for Dire Straits for a love song, but I hear it now that she points it out. Yeah. yeah. The second song we've played today that referenced a movie. Right. Uh, Matt Berninger referenced um, Barbra Streisand, The Way We Were earlier. Uh, Love songs in movies are... Well, Kate Bush's uh, Hounds of Love references a movie, too, because it has that B-horror movie clip at the Ah, beginning of the... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Should we do one more before we take a break? Let's do that. And let's do uh, playlists, Apple Music, Spotify playlists of these love songs. How about that? Yeah, people can hear the full versions there. We'll have them on our website, npr.org slash allsongs. Is there any music on the planet that says steamy Valentine's Day like R&B? Uh, Ravina, the singer, R&B singer Ravina, uh, she dropped a great record last year called Lucid. We had her in for a tiny desk. We reached out to her for her pick, and she picked a, a song by another R&B singer called Dijon. The song is called Drunk, and here's Ravina to tell you why she picked it. Hi, NPR. A love song that I wish I had written is the song called Drunk by Dijon. It's just a very beautiful and painful song about needing your lover in a time when you're really broken. I think like the pain in his voice when he sings it is what moves me the most and the way he layers those harmonies at like the most intense moments of the song is is really beautiful. My favorite line from that song is It's been a while since I thought about the good things, all the bright light things, all the good times that we had. (sighs) Honestly, so many lyrics are so beautiful. When he says, I'm fading for myself, it's just a gorgeous song. And it's kind of a heartbreaking song to suggest for Valentine's Day, but that's the kind of space I'm in. Thank you. Bye. Oh, baby, I'm lonely and I'm fucked up.
There are a lot of great kiss-off songs out there, you know, and, and some of them are fun. And But I, I tend to like the ones like this, you know, that are like, I miss you, and what we had was great. It's time for us to move on, but I, I wish nothing but the best for you. You know, only only good thoughts for you. So there are plenty of people on Valentine's Day today who don't <laughs> feel that yeah, way Yeah, probably maybe moment. don't feel that way. It's hard to feel that way in the moment. It yeah. is, you know, but, you know. And um, some other kinds of... yeah. Harry yeah. Nielsen was one we mentioned. <laughs> Anybody who just, remembers your breaking my heart. Is it just called heart. F.U.? Is that what it's called? Or no, what is it? You're breaking my heart? You're tearing me apart. Right. So, so, yeah, F.U. Yeah. That, that's the good one. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. But the singer Ravina picked that one from uh, Dijon, from his EP, Sci-Fi One. The song is called Drunk. Let's take a break. Stop trying to spoon me. What is I'm that? not. A, my chair's squeaking. <laughs> you would think at a fancy studio like this... For these prices, we could afford chairs that aren't so squeaky. I did a whole documentary I know on you did. chairs when yeah, I first The chairs of NPR. Yeah. Yeah. You can look it up on, I think I put it on YouTube <laughs> years ago. Actually, that's totally worth watching, <laughs> the, the chairs that uh, when you started back at NPR and it was, the whole network was basically housed in a chicken coop. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the chairs were just these broken down, mismatched. Oh, so sad. Yeah. They were sad. The sad, sad chairs. chairs. Sad, yeah. sad chairs. Sad, sad for America. And we'll do that break, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Support for NPR comes from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at newmansownfoundation.org. It's all songs considered for Valentine's Day. Do you do anything for Valentine's Day at all? Uh, Is that something like you really celebrate at all? I do when, when the moment's right, though. This Valentine's Day is my contradance night, so oh, I'm going yeah. to play music in a contradance It's band. a hard pass. It is. Dear. Totally. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm busy tonight. I'll have to take you to the steak and ale some other <laughs> night. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Valentine's Day person, fortunately, with someone who also does not put any stock into Valentine's Day. It is, so we just sit at home in our pajamas and watch television. <laughs> it's a perfect night. What, what else do we have? We reached out to uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Absolutely. And uh, she picked a song by her musical partner these days, Bright Eyes. 
Connor Oberst, a song that he wrote as Bright Eyes uh, for a record called I'm Wide Awake It's Morning back in 2005. This song is called The First Day of My Life. Wow, I would have thought that was longer ago than 2005, although that's 15 years. You do remember that Bright Eyes was the first live webcast we ever did of a concert. And that's right, and it was in 2005 yeah. when this record came out. Wow. Yeah, first day of my life, great pick. And here is uh, Phoebe Bridgers to tell us why she picked it. Hello, this is Phoebe Bridgers, and my favorite Valentine's Day song is First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. It's a real deep cut. I love this song because I'm normally a Lua guy, but I thought it's Valentine's Day. Why not pick something a little bit happier? Uh, I think that the only way you can really get away with something this happy is if you have many, many albums of the dreariest, most existential crisis music of all time, like Bright Eyes does. I just love how sweet and simple this song is. I think it's a true test of a great song where you can have little to no production whatsoever, and it's one of the greatest songs of all time. This is a misconnection I'm posting out there. I'm putting this out into the world that Weird Al, you really really missed an opportunity with worst day of my life it really writes itself there's still time it's never too late yeah this song makes me cry in starbucks and citibank commercials and i'll be listening to it this valentine's day happy valentine's day everybody Suddenly everything changed They're spreading blankets on the beach Yours is the first face that I saw I think I was blind before I met you And I don't know where I am, I don't know where I've been But I know where I want to go so I thought I'd let you know Yeah, these things take forever I especially am slow But I realized that I need you And I wondered if I could come home strange you said everything changed you felt as if you just woke up and you said this is the first day of my life I'm glad I didn't die before I met you but now I don't care I could go anywhere with you and I'd probably be happy so if you wanna be with me 
With these things there's no telling We just have to wait and see But I'd rather be working for a paycheck Than waiting to win the lottery Besides, maybe this time it's different I mean, I really think you like me Connor Oberst. You know, he, he was like 20, early 20s when he wrote that song. He turns 40 this year. I wonder if he still feels the same way about love. You know that, because that song's really all about like, how you feel like this is the way things are always going to be and there's nothing but possibilities ahead of you and, and the first day of my life. Great song. Great rec- couple records he put out then too. We could tell you a little about how Connor's feeling because Phoebe Bridgers, <laughs> Connor Oberst, play music together as Better Oblivion Community Center. And Connor picked a song for us today, and uh, I'm going to let Connor tell you about love and the love song that he picked. Hello, this is Connor Oberst from the band Bright Eyes. My Valentine's Day song pick is Love Song by The Cure, which is a little obvious, but I happen to think it's like one of the best love songs ever written. The lyrics are like pretty simple and straightforward, but in combination with the uh, melancholic melody and the sound of Robert Smith's voice, it lends a lot of gravity to the words. I remember when I was a kid in my hometown of Omaha, there was a record store that used to have all these bootleg t-shirts, so I can't say that it was official cure merch but there was a uh, t-shirt that had the entire lyrics to the song printed on it and i remember my 10 year old self admiring that t-shirt and reading all the words and if i was to pick a favorite line i guess it would be whatever words i say i will always love you I feel like if anyone's ever truly been in love, they realize that they say things they they don't mean sometimes, but that doesn't change like the interior of their hearts and how they actually feel about the person. So I always like that line. And um, it's just a beautiful song, The Cure Rules. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Love y'all.
Cure, uh, their song uh, Love Song. Love Song called Love Song from the album Disintegration, picked by Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes. I wish we could have then asked The Cure what they... I know, that's what I... We were talking about yeah. the, the chain where you have a band pick. Yeah, do you think uh, The Cure would have picked this next one? Don't know, but uh, M. Ward did. He picked a great song, a great version of a song called Baby I Love You that was originally uh, recorded by the Ronettes in 1963, but has been covered by many bands over the years, including uh, the Ramones, who put it on a 1980 record of theirs called End of the Century. And it's maybe my favorite version of this song, uh, and I'll let M. Ward tell you why he picked it. Hi, this is M. Ward, and I am here to help you celebrate your Valentine's Day by talking about one of my favorite love songs. And I'm choosing a song called Baby I Love You by the Ramones. It's a song with a good story. It started out uh, decades earlier, a song by the Ronettes. But I'm choosing the Ramones version because it sounds impossible. It's an idea that on paper probably looked like a disaster, uh, but I think the experiment worked. And now we have this song, which makes the 80s sound like the 60s, and the 60s sound like almost futuristic. I love the strings and the percussion, but the vocals are my favorite part. It's more believable than traditionally beautiful, and that's what really makes the vocals stand out for me. It makes Joey Ramone sound vulnerable and a little bit adolescent, and it makes the Ronettes sound uh, prophetic, which I think they were. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. See you soon. Adios.
the Ramones just put a smile on my face. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they are abandoned about nothing but pure joy and love in this song. Although there was a lot of pain making this record. This record was made with Phil Spector, who oh, produced the original Ronettes version. So 17 years later, Phil Spector and the Ramones get together, make the album End of the Century in 1980. And uh, they, let's just say, had really different ways of working, where the Ramones went fast. Yeah. Phil Spector would, would have... You know, just the drum beat hit over and over again and make make them play something over and 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 over again. so antithetical to everything that the Ramones are about. That's right. But End of the Century was, I think, their best-selling record. That song was certainly a great version of that song. And that was picked by M. Ward, who, by the way, has a great record coming out, Migration Stories. And I'm really looking forward to that uh, album that comes out top of April. Oh. From Inward's pick, uh, The Ramones, let's go to Katie Crutchfield, otherwise known as Waxahachie. Uh, she picked a song by Chris Knox called Not Given Lightly. It's the only song out of all of these I, I'd never heard before. Uh, I didn't know Chris he, Knox. See, I wasn't going to say anything. I have to pretend. <laughs> but since you, you've admitted it, then I have yeah, to. I'll, uh, I'll or, say it. Uh, an good. 80s, well, an artist uh, from the 80s. Let's just have Katie, uh, a Waxahachie, uh, tell you why she picked it. Hi, this is Katie from Waxahachie, and a love song that I wish I had written and that I just deeply, deeply love is um, the song Not Given Lightly by Chris Knox. And I think what I love about it is that it sort of captures this wide spectrum of emotion, like it sort of describes this long-term sort of love that, I don't know, I think when you think about traditional love songs it's sort of feverish and seems like maybe it's just about this new exciting feeling that you're having and I think that this song sort of describes when you're really in the thick of it with somebody and you really know them and I just think it's such a beautiful idea for and sort of just like a concept that a lot of us can really relate to but isn't always put in song and I think a line that I love from it is when we're alone I cannot always face you maybe my mood won't let these arms embrace you that doesn't mean my love somehow diminished give me the time to show our loves unfinished so it's sort of just like about I don't know just the ups and downs that the truest loves and the longest loves uh Always have. Hello, my friend. It's morning. Time to wake now. Your body and mind entwined will have to break now But I want your flesh, your warmth to stay beside me Oh, how I wish you could be deep inside me Show me your eyes, your love most tender feelings And I'll give you mine and revealing Cause it's you that I love And it's true that I love It's love not given lightly But I knew this was love And it's you that I love And it's more than what it might be When we're alone I cannot always face you Maybe my mood 
let these arms embrace you That doesn't mean my love somehow diminished Give me the time to show our love's unfinished Cause it's you that I love and it's true that I love And it's love not given lightly But I knew this was love and it's you that I love And it's more than what it might be I need your body, your mind and your emotions Shed me your tears till I drown in your oceans Cause it's you that I love and it's true that I love It's love that I've given lightly But I knew this was love and it's you that I love And it's more than what it might be I like it. I like it a lot. When when someone says anything from the '80s, I immediately think, well, it's either hair metal, <laughs> uh, you know, or overproduced synth pop. And this is really nice and jangly. And yeah. top of it reminded me of that Santo and Johnny song. Is it Sleepwalk? Sleepwalk, yeah, with the little slide steel guitar. Right. And it, that reminded me of a little cheap uh, Boss drum machine from 1980. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have been. Yeah. And Chris Knox, not given lightly, picked by uh, Waxahachie, Katie Crutchfield. Who also has a great song out and uh, an album coming. Um, St. Cloud, that record St. Cloud yeah. at the end of March, yeah. Awesome. So Valentine's Day, wonderful for many. And uh, sometimes those Valentine's Days fall and life is not that bowl of <laughs> cherries, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, it can be a, either a sad reminder for people who have just come out of a, a breakup, uh, or maybe you're just, you know, not with anybody at all and haven't been for a while, and it's just a reminder that you're alone. And and sometimes it's just for a lot of people just a time to kind of hibernate, be inside your house, wrap yourself up, and, you know, kind of feel sad for for the day. And we got this piece of music from uh, Laura Veers, an artist we followed for so many years. And uh, she and her partner, Tucker Martine, also her musical partner, producer, have broken up. And um, I'll let her tell the story of this uh, song, I Was a Fool, uh, which she recorded on her phone. And she's been very open about the breakup. Uh, She's talked a lot about it on social media and she says that you know she's exploring a lot of these feelings in this new music that she's been writing including she said the wonderful world of dating (laughs) at this point in her life she mentioned but yeah let's hear her tell tell us a little bit about how she came to write this song and then record it on her iphone and let's go out on this because it's a really heartfelt message Thanks, Mr. Hilton. I hope your Valentine's Day is... Oh, it's uh, going to be perfect. I'm not doing a thing. (laughs) Not doing a thing. It's going to be awesome. You too. Thank you. From PR Music, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's All Songs Considered. Hey, this is Laura Veers, and I'm sharing a song I wrote called I Was a Fool. And this song is special to me because what you're hearing is the song as it came out of my brain. I picked up my phone when I was strumming guitar on the couch, pushed record, and this song, as you hear it today, came out of me. And that's really never happened in 25 years of writing songs, so I feel that it's a special thing for me, like a kind of like a gift for a song to come through like that, for the recording to sound half decent on my phone. It's kind of remarkable. Valentine's Day can be a hard day for people who are going through breakups, for people who are experiencing heartache, and so I'm one of them this time around, and I wanted to share this song on this day to provide um, maybe a little solace for someone who's feeling sad. 
I hope you realize you're not alone, and we're, you know, there are a lot of us feeling sad on Valentine's Day this year, uh, and hopefully a lot of us who are also not feeling sad. In any case, I hope you enjoy the song. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.